0: Welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. We are a Woos Media Podcast brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports one Connor Holzkamp, how are you today buddy I'm doing good doing good are you enjoying the rain you're kind of in like a rain jacket type ah uh, yes yeah I am I, I'm not enjoying the rain so much as protecting myself from we the need rain. the rain to is this a, an old man is we this need a the new rain. jacket <laughs> that you got and felt the need to wear the one opportunity that you have <laughs> no no I uh uh, just it's one of my only jackets that is uh kind of what well, what do you call it the the slick waterproof yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, I got nothing kind of action not going on not prepared on, so. for rain at all yeah. wind yeah. Bre- a windbreaker yeah normally I just throw on like a hoodie but uh it doesn't work as well for the rain as as yes. this does so no no it certainly mm-hmm. doesn't well you're looking good Connor and. I got to say, though, that the jacket that Soaps came in Thank with you. today, man. Thank you. Phenomenal. It's a okay? drunk Vegas purchase. Uh, Thank we're, you. we're getting a little video out. We're going to do a little bit of uh, promos with this. So the audience will actually get to see this wonderful jacket lovely. That, that Nick Soper showed up in today. Uh, I am Jared All. I am wearing no jacket whatsoever. Smart. And it's hot down here, guys. Uh, don't know what you're doing. I think halfway through the show, you guys are going to regret those decisions. Well, see, the great thing about this is you can uh, just remove it and I don't have to regret anything. So. That's that's pretty yep. slick to do mm-hmm. though on the fly mid podcast mm-hmm. though. I'm not that I'm not that. I got to
1: say it feels good to be back. I've been gone. Yeah. Down but not out. I know. We've missed you. We've Thank missed
0: you. you. It's been good having Tyler Walgie join as as it always is, but uh it's just not the same without your own, you around buddy. So. Thank you. Uh, and and of course you got to attend the uh, the avs game last night. What a How game. was that?
1: It was rowdy. You know, we bought some seats. I I uh used game Time app, you know, it's like last minute deals. Absolutely hose you on fees. Uh, I think the key is you just shop around. You check all day. I found some tickets for pretty cheap. I got two tickets for 300 bucks. Awesome. And that's yeah. that's again for game one. We're recording actually
0: Wednesday, June 1st, our first June podcast coming out. We're recording a day late. We had quite a few conflicts yesterday, one being that avalanche game one. Uh, are you, uh, where do you guys land on high scoring versus low scoring hockey games? Because that was about as
1: high scoring as I can remember. I actually prefer low scoring. I think it's more fun when you get a lot of shots on goal. Uh, the game yesterday was very exciting. I think they were up uh, 7-4 going in yeah, yeah, to the yeah, third period, point, yeah. and you could just feel everybody's cheeks tighten because you just kind of knew <laughs> the rebound was coming. You know, it was just kind of like, ooh. So I, I prefer low by far. Give me uh, like a 2-1.
0: I'm going to go high. Okay. See, I, I, like I would have guessed I like opposite the scoring, for the man. two of yeah. you guys. Yeah, well, come on, you're the, you're the guy over here that wants to cork baseball bats and, yeah. and
1: you know, let them take as many steroids see, as they want. I,
0: I do kind of so- see where Soaps is at on this one because mm. hockey is really entertaining even when there's no scoring. Baseball is not good when there's no scoring. It's just Correct. not fun Ooh. to watch. Uh, I got to say, I, I, I kind of uh, lean more for the lower scoring, but I think it's just because... I don't think my anxiety can handle those high scoring games. I mean, the boom, 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 boom goals. I mean, oh, the energy just gets going a
1: little bit yeah. too much. I wasn't even at the game. It man. was rowdy. It was a pretty fun time. Everyone was pretty well behaved, except for the Edmonton fans. They were pretty, they were pretty uh, kind of out of control. I don't know. Oh, and them Canadiens. Huh? <laughs> Canadian cans.
0: Oh. Well, but before we dive too much into sports, I actually I I, I stumbled across something completely not sports related. But I know you guys know I like food. I know you guys like food. I Uh, do. I came across something. Yelp does their uh, national top 100 every year. Oh wow! This is uh, donut shops, and there were three Colorado donut shops. Don't
1: say voodoo donuts. It's not. So thank God. Thank God. I, I like know that's kind of donuts. a that's sugar well, city, baby. Donuts is
0: good, <laughs> but it's that's a chain too, isn't it? I don't think I don't, so. I, I think there's two. Oh, so maybe it? there's just multiple locations. I think so. so yeah. Okay. So I don't want though,
1: Captain Crunch on my donut.
0: Mm, it is a little mm. extreme. Okay. I've, I tend to lean more towards the richness of, yeah. of donuts. My, my favorite donut tends to be the uh, maple with oh, a bacon wow. on it. Yeah. With oh, the bacon see? on it. Slice of bacon. Some protein. That is very good. That is very good. It is a delicious, delicious combo. So the three places that are listed on this yelp top 100 i've never been to any of them in fact i'm right, not familiar I'm with any of them so uh first one at number seven love the name of this place sweet colorado Ooh,
1: clever yeah
0: <laughs> yep, yep that's in glenwood springs okay. so if you're ever out checking out you know the hot springs out there you check that out A hanging lake you know yeah uh number 21 I think I've heard of this one before, and you guys are from the Lone Tree area. This is in Lone Tree, so you might know this, or Connor, you're more that way. Uh, Mr. Donuts. I feel like I've heard of that Mm. one before. Can't say I have, but I'm down to try
1: it. Is Krispy Kreme on there at number four?
0: (laughs) Uh, you know what? Oh, I, so the most
1: overrated. Donut. Yeah. Oh, are. please. Oh, god. Uh, Give me a fresh one right off the roller. Oh no. So you, that's
0: the thing, though. They're only good fresh. That's the best part about a donut. It's great for days, man. It gets uh, it as it yeah. ages. It gets a little bit of texture yeah. and Gross. Christmas yeah. to it. Love it. Love it. Last one that made the list out of Estes Park. I don't even know. To, is it Donut House? If it's H A U S, is yeah, it Donut house. house? Donut House. 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 It's French. So... German, we, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yes. <laughs> this is, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a learning man yeah. in the languages. Fragile. That must be Italian. I'm going to have to try that one. I go to Estes sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just... Donut shops. Actually, what, what made me attracted to this is I w- used to love this place in Lakewood, and I'm, I'm just slipping on the name now. It went out of business during COVID, and it killed me. It just crossed me. It's a mom and pop donut shop. Fantastic down the street. I could walk and get them closed down Stumbled across this. I'm like, Oh, I got some new places. I got to try. I got some good donut shops I mm. got to try. So, so sh- shop local people,
1: go hit up your local donut shops in whatever neck of the woods that you are. Okay. More of a bagel guy myself. Same. Yeah. You know, I, I saw this on the internet. Someone was like the equivalent of one soda is, is seven donuts. And the joke or the punchline was that I always thought donuts were way worse for you. If seven donuts equals one soda, so they're not
0: as bad. Well, no soda's I mean, but soda is really, just <laughs> really bad for yeah, you. True. Yeah, I mean, the uh, story. Yeah, I, I, I believe I, I could be fudging the on the number here, but the public health department used to have. I used to work there. They had a, a sign that would say one eight ounce glass of juice, like orange juice or whatever, yeah, is equivalent to like nine chocolate chip cookies or something oh, like that. Oh wow! Yeah, so you know, the amount of sugar and things. So and and granted, these are probably like you know, relatively small sized chocolate chip cookies, but you don't think about all the sugar that's in these things sometimes. Or you could just be like me and not really care about the yeah, sugar. That's, true. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, this true. is why I just, just take don't it Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. It's like I,
1: those nature those those uh, nature drinks that everyone thinks is super healthy. It's like all natural juice is the name of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the like
0: smoothie ones? Yeah. It's like a soda and a half. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's disgusting. If there's one thing that we should have learned within our society at this point is that you believe what you're told to believe. And that's what marketing is. That's what advertising is. They make you think their products are great. I mean, it's been... T- tested over the years over the decades most of the advertising is pushing you in the wrong direction especially with dietary needs
1: oh come on this isn't conspiracy it could it's not not
0: conspiracy it's not not conspiracy but, but i think most people would agree <laughs> with me and that the way like That's the true. food pyramid was built is not how you actually need to be well,
2: in i don't food. I, I don't believe true.
0: that the food pyramid is uh now what they say anymore well, of uh, course, but there was a very long gone. period of time gone with that the wind people it's like when doctors used
1: to recommend smoking cigarettes. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying take that we just take everything at face value that we're told regardless from the medical community or not. Things change. People learn things. You don't know everything. There's probably a lot of things we're being told now that 20 years from now we're going to look back and be like, ha, "Whoa, who knew?"
1: you know? Not mm. I me. Mean. Mm. No, you
0: just know everything. Okay. No, no, I'm woke. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's, it's time for us to move on to some sports. But before we hit any local sports, I want to take a trip around the world of sports.
2: Ooh, that Ooh. hits nice. Yeah. That ah, hits it's subtle. Nice. It's kind of like just,
0: elevator music. Just added just a little bit. I kind of feel like I got to like slow my pace down now. <laughs> that I'm no, <laughs> uh, so first one up, all NBA teams announced this week. Ooh. No surprise. Your man, Nikola Jokic makes first-team All-NBA for the third time in four seasons. I actually had to go look to confirm that there was a season in the last four seasons he wasn't first-team. That was 2020. He was second-team mm. All-NBA. So makes it third time out of four years. But missing from the list. Don't do this. Of course I'm going to do it. One Joel Embiid. And as yeah. I understand it, he was eligible at both center and power forward. He was. As was Jokic. So uh, you got to think uh, Philly's probably got another award coming to him at this point for Well, he, well he did get Most Valuable Philadelphian. Did you guys see that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah the the city of Philadelphia uh, actually gave him a commemorative award MVP, Most Valuable Philadelphian. So he's going to be a first team. Philadelphia. If that's not a participation trophy. He's going to no be first team All <laughs> Philadelphia now. That's uh-huh. going to be the next one. Uh-huh. And uh, one other nugget that made uh, one of the All NBA teams was uh, Bones Highland makes second team All Rookie mm. NBA team, uh, which is pretty impressive. I actually yeah. am a little surprised myself at that, but I know he did finish the year strong, and they really relied on him as they went into the playoffs. So it's good to see that he's uh, being recognized that way. I think we have uh, ho- high hopes for him moving forward. And uh, someone else was not happy about not making a team. And I want to hear from him first. Was landing on that second team a compliment or a slight?
2: Uh, For me, it's a slight. I I think um, when I look at the first team, I'm not sure I can pinpoint. Definitely not five guys that had a better defensive season than me. So
0: that is, as Connor has put it, First ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt, or mm-hmm. first ballot.
1: Mm-hmm. No doubt, or first ballot. Draymond oh.
0: Green, that did not make All NBA nah. first team. I think uh, you guys may not agree, but uh, the NBA sports writers do agree that Draymond is not playing defense at an elite level. Just oh, a very oh, good level. Oh, get out. Just a very good level. That's why he is uh, making he, the second he, team. He missed too many games. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. He missed too Correct. many games to be first team. It, it had nothing to do with his level of defensive playing. So I see what you're trying to do here, Jared. You so think you think he was snubbed then? You think he was snubbed? Uh, not yeah, definitely first snubbed. Team? Yes, m- most definitely snubbed. If you're talking about the best defenders in the league, he absolutely is first team. No doubt about it first ballot Hall of Fame Jared I'm going to go to my grave with this <sighs> interesting the voters just think very differently huh what, what can yeah, you say you know what yeah <laughs> you know, Jared, Jared's, Jared's tried to trick us over here so
1: the ones on the first team Giannis Mikhail Bridges Rudy Gobert Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marcus Smart so who do you think he deserves it over it's hard to say because he didn't play enough games and that's a huge reason that Jokic has won the MVP in previous last year especially because sure. he played all games
0: yeah last year for sure last year for sure the cat sat on the but yeah, he just missed
1: too many games, man. That's it.
0: That's that's really it. At the end of the day. God, I hate that you did that. But he's de- <laughs> yeah. But he's
1: definitely first ballot Hall of Fame, no doubter. Easy. No doubt. yeah. And he's elite. It just elite fell defender. in my lap. That elite clip defender. just fell in my lap, man. After the discussion we had a few I weeks know. ago oh,
0: about it. Wow. All right, I got one more clip for you. This is the voice of Trey Lance, the new quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers.
2: In the most respectful way possible, like I really, it doesn't change how I feel about you guys as people, but I, I really don't like necessarily it's not my job to care what you guys say or anyone else on social media I mean for me it's uh, I care about what the guys in the locker room think and what my coaching staff thinks
0: so first of all just in a general state of things I'm curious to get your guys's thoughts on when players call out the media in that sense like dude, I don't care what you get you know sometimes it's a little more aggressive in that nature but how do you guys feel about that you oh, know they care they care but 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 do you Are you okay with the players sort of attacking him yeah, in that sense? Yeah, they attack
1: him. Of course. And what does he yeah. mean? What does he mean, you people?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? It's kind of like when your uh, wife or girlfriend says, it's fine. Or, you know, I don't care. You care. You that's, care. That's you the statement care. that you say when you do mm-hmm. care. If you don't care, you don't make the statement. Well, he cares, okay? Trey Lance just told everybody he cares what Twitter and the world thinks of him. It, it, I don't know how much you guys have followed this <laughs> San Francisco 49 ers situation, but there's a lot of talk nationally that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan maybe wasn't so on board with uh, with this Trey Lance pick. Now, that's not really? the guy he wanted. Hmm. And uh, they obviously make that huge trade to go up to the third pick, gave up a lot to go get him, and uh, they've kind of hitched their wagon to him. So that... You know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Jimmy Garoppolo is still on that roster. I guess there's an injury issue and a surgery that he needs to get, that basically no team's going to be trading for him until he gets this done. And mm. so he's kind of got them, you know, by the balls essentially because now yeah. they're paying him and. He, who knows? Who knows? If Jimmy G ends up on this roster, he may end up being the starting quarterback. And so that's kind of in reference to what Trey Lance is talking about, is the media talking a lot about the, there not being the belief in him as their guy mm-hmm. going forward. Now, most sports books have them ranging anywhere from 9 to 10 wins. Okay? So we're going to put San Francisco 49ers at 9.5 wins. You guys got the over or under on San Francisco at 9.5? Under mm-hmm. under easily. Oh. Yeah. Nope. Ooh, Nick, Nick's hating. Yeah, I'm hating uh, hard. I'm They're overrated. Go, I'll go over. I'm going to go over because I'm not going to go against someone that just made the championship, The NFC Championship game. Sure, sure. Under. I am actually going to go the under for exactly that reason. I think they overplayed themselves, their abilities mm. last year. I think they come back down to earth, and I don't think Trey Lance helps them with that. I'll T- tell you what. If Trey Lance is their quarterback, then, uh, then I'm for sure taking the under. But I think Jimmy G is going to be their quarterback. I, I, I actually think you might. Because... They're not gonna. I mean, they're not gonna find enough value in a trade for him. I don't think what they're thinking they're gonna get. And uh, yeah, I, I, he took him to the NFC Championship last year. I'm a believer in Jimmy G. I am. I I think he is better than a lot of people give him credit for. Okay. Oh, gross. Okay. I know. He's All right. Lying. A couple for more. Sure, better than Baker Mayfield. Jared mm-hmm. loves Baker still still also on the <laughs> any chance baker mayfield's the browns go no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, john madden returns on the cover oh yeah, baby. of madden 23 Ooh. excited i might go buy a new xbox that's just they, so that's I can how get they got you it. they I, knew the, they so knew that the game it. sucks so they good luck buying you. a new xbox though so this is the first time <laughs> madden's been on the cover since 2000 okay Ooh. the first ever player while on the the cover was in 2001 can you guys name that player? Who was the first player on the cover of Michael Madden? Vick? Oh wow! No, close though. I think he's 2004.
1: I think. Hmm,
0: I don't know. You put me think, on this. I can't think, think, think older than that. I'll give you position if you got nothing. I got nothing. Okay, run, running back. Oh, running uh, back. Marshall Falk. No, but you're in the uh, right area. Uh, Ladanian Thomason. No. no. All right. I'm going <laughs> to just cut you guys off so this doesn't go on forever. Eddie George. Eddie oh. George. George. Hey. Wow. yeah, with the, with the Titans. Yeah. Now, when did the curse start? Do we know that? You know, I, I think it's always kind of been there. <laughs> yeah, I, I has think, I think that, has the that start, been a thing? Yeah. Uh, last, last one here, I got a two-part question for okay. you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. There have been two Madden games that have come out with two players on the cover. Okay. Oh, uh, once in 2010 and then last year. Can you guys name the players that were on those covers? Last year. Come on. You guys got to get this one. Who was last year? I was going to try and guess the 2010 one. I was going to guess at one point, maybe a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. So Tom Brady was on it last year. Oh, really? It was one of the two. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the other one on it. All right. Uh, and then uh, 2010, you think you got something? No? No. That, well, that was my, okay, my okay. guess. I, 2010 yeah. was Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Polamalu. Well, oh, nice. Talk, talk about long shots, though, right? This is probably mid-curse, and everyone's like, I, was, don't I don't want ha- ha- to touch that it. That was the hair edition. The hair the edition. Hair edition be the hair edition. the hair edition. For sure. All right, guys. Tonight, going on right now as we speak, actually, is the match. The match. The golf match between Rodgers and Brady... And Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Now, all of our listeners have the luxury of already seeing what happens on this. They see who's coming out ahead. Now, mm. you guys have to predict, Crystal Ball, who's winning
1: this tonight? Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and I don't even think it's close. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, I've, I've watched the match. Tom Brady claims to be – someone said a five. I think he claims to be an eight handicap. Yeah, no I'm gonna, way. I'm Not a sure, chance. I'm that sure guy's like going, a 12 handicap. I'm going Tom Brady. I mean, Brady. I are the same golfer.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not going to ever bet against Tom Brady in anything. I know. I've this is kind of like lessons, the Jordan so effect to me. I'm just I, I, betting on Brady I don't care. and Rodgers. Tom Brady no. could be playing freaking darts in the back of when someone's you are, bar, and I'm going to bet on no, him to no, beat anybody. No. Nope, <laughs> he he
1: very clearly is not an A handicap.
0: I've also never seen Josh Allen golf. I don't know the caliber of golfer that Josh Allen is. And, and did you see that uh, that approach shot that Tom Brady put in last week?
1: It, uh, there was a drone. Uh, a hole in one. Yeah, it w- was it a hole in one.
0: Uh, I've seen quite a few people that have said that was all. Was it? It could manufactured. be Manufactured. Probably. It could, it could be. It, it kind of looked fake, to be honest. But on the other hand, I also saw it. Was like this is. The most awesome way of viewing golf ever, and I kind of wish they used drones in the PGA. They do, they do. Yeah, yeah, okay, but like, but, but like, there not like, like a whole not like that, channel no. not like that. Lots. They don't have a drone coming behind them while they shoot, and then like following the ball. You know no, what? Cameras in the balls. That's what I want. Ooh. I want to see the fly. I want this happy Gilmore now, style. Now, where you're
1: watching the fly to the balls ball. generally spin. That could be really rough <laughs> when they're uh, if, if, you, if you can't well, find they, a way to stabilize they're, that. They're playing best ball. So like, again, that kind of makes oh, up for Tom Brady. Being I forget that. Pretty normal at golf. Just like pretty normal us, at golf.
0: What's Pretty normal for me, me is like I'm a 12. If I could get anywhere close to so 9 I'm happy.
1: I'm like a mid 80s, low low 80s golfer. If you were oh, really 80s, hard, though.
0: The next wow. 15, 20 years, you can make the senior tour, my friend.
1: God, that'd be wild, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be cool? It would be. I would quit it could be the like,
0: immediately. Then he could be like my hero, John Daly. Uh, oh, and just smoking darts, just, heaters. Yeah, oh, yeah, just give me some heaters. Just throw down two packs of cigarettes and 20 candy bars <laughs> in, in a round. I just want to see somebody just smoke a pack of cigarettes straight. That's what I I mean. Yeah, just watch John Daly play golf. I could just be mesmerized by watching him, I think. If I ever paid to go to a tournament, I think that's probably what I would do. Screw watching Tiger. Screw following any of those guys. I'm following John Daly. following John Daly. Yep. All right, guys. Time to move on to those avalanche who got the big win last night, now up 1-0. Oh, yeah. To do that for all. Every time uh, we talk about goals, it. for every goal. I think, that should, score. I think it should be every time we say <laughs> the word avalanche. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> Oh, no. that was a wild game last night so i was watching the game last night while i was cooking so i'm more listening to the yeah. game and i kept getting so confused because the goals were happening so fast that they'd be like playing the replay where you hear the horn and then it cut for a second and then you got a horn going again i'm like what's going on and then you look up and there's three goals that have been scored mm-hmm. and you had no idea i there's a there was a period of time in the second period i missed like 10 minutes of game time and it was like four goals were scored it, it got well, it was a like the little last,
1: crazy it was like the last minute i think they scored two possibly three no i think it was was two, two goals in the last minute of the first period. And that's one of the things, and
0: we'll get to a little bit some of my concerns with the Avs that we've seen, but but some of that, it seems like when they get some momentum going, they sort of shit the bed and let let that go and, and, and give that opportunity back in it. But but I wanted, before we get there, I want to kind of look forward on this series. Again, most of our listeners will be listening to this show Thursday, Friday, into Saturday. More of these games will happen. I I, I want to look forward and see kind of how do we feel in, in both scenarios if the Avs up 1-0 right now if they win that this game Thursday night how do you feel going into Edmonton up to nothing? are you feeling like this is a lock this series is over at that point I, I gotta be honest here <laughs> I have not felt an ounce of nervousness this entire playoff run. The Avs are 8-2, and two, I believe, in the playoffs. I know none of that matters. All that matters is this game. But no, I'm not going to be nervous at all. I think the Avs are absolutely the better team. Uh, it, it doesn't matter to me. They could be 1-1. One and one. They could be, uh, I, you know, 0-2 oh would have gave me a little little bit of uh, pause. But no, man, it doesn't matter. They're going to be 1-1. One one. They're going to be
1: 2-0. and oh. The Avs are still going to win this. Yeah, right. I disagree completely, I think. I've never been comfortable at any point during any of the games. Every time during the third period, as a casual fan, they seem to tighten up. And so I can't say for sure. Are they the best team in the league? Are they a very average team? It's super hard to tell. <laughs> well, those are pretty far edge. I know. But you, I if, know. Watch the game. If you games. look at how the
0: Tampa Bay Lightning are playing, it's the exact opposite, where it seems like they're dominating every opportunity they get. That gives you a lot of confidence. I'm with you, Soaps. I keep watching these games, and I'm just waiting. It's up. They're up 7-4. to waiting. Four. We're waiting. It's 7-4, to four, and somehow I knew it was going to come down to uh, the yeah. very end of that game. And that you, you can't have that. And that, that kind of leads me to... To what my biggest concern of this abs team is they continue to show a lack of a killer instinct they get teams <laughs> down and then they take their foot off the gas and i think it stems from the fact that this team is so aggressive in their natures that is how they play that's how their defensemen play they push the puck they're always always trying to get the puck on net it's an aggressive mindset but when you're up two, three goals late in the game, you're trying to kill the clock. And you start to take the foot off the gas a little bit and I think they lose that energy and momentum and rhythm that they have. And then when they need to kick it back in gear, it's so much harder to do. You're, you're going to sit there and criticize the Avalanche for not having a killer instinct where they're eight and two in these playoffs. Correct.
1: Yeah, <laughs> correct. We agree.
0: It's absolutely unbelievable. They're, they're up three I... goals and give up bang, bang, two back, and now you're into it again. That, that That's what I'm talking about. When you're up three goals, that game should be over going into the third period. There should be no chance that this is even a game. And that's happened. That happened several times in the blue series. That's why they went to a game six in the blue series because they didn't put their foot down at the end of a game five when they were w- leading. And yet they're still no chance of losing that. I mean, no yeah. realistic chance oh, of losing that series. But they're going to keep oh, playing better and better oh. teams, Connor. And Edmonton, I'll tell you what, they have the firepower. Maybe was, not the depth. Is Edmonton a better team than mean, yeah, you, you have
1: two of the highest scoring teams in the league. And I was nervous. I was at the game. You could tell that the crowd was nervous. You could see the nervousness. And uh, I'm not I'm not nervous, but I definitely am, am never like, oh, yeah, it's over. Connor, Ever. I'm not telling you that
0: Edmonton's a better team mm. than St. Louis, but from a matchup standpoint, this is a team with a lot more firepower. Maybe not the depth, but they absolutely can put up the points. We saw that last night. They absolutely can score the points. And when you have a goaltender in Darcy
1: Kemper that, frankly, flat out is not playing that where, good. Where is Walgie? Where is Walgie? I found him. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, been, uh, he's been on it. I know. He's been loving He's been loving the, the Kemper magic. Uh, where is it? Darcy it.
0: Kemper has an 897 save percentage, which ranks 14th among goalies in the playoffs that have five games or more played this season. So are Not played playing in, well. in the playoffs. Not playing well. And frankly, when you're going against a team that can put some – some goals on the net. That scares me. I, I want to see a team that it, when you get up, I have that confidence. I don't have that right now. That's what oh, scares me the most. Those oh. two things about the this team. That's what concerns me. Maybe not against Edmonton. Maybe they will skate by Edmonton, not needing to play perfectly, but you're not winning a Stanley Cup unless you fix those things. I, may, I may, maybe I do believe it's, I do believe that my opinion could very easily change if they get past Edmonton, which I expect that they do fully. And against a team in the East, you know, I, I, think, I think it's going to be tough uh, to go against a team like Tampa Bay, for instance, if your goal, if, if Kemper or even so you know, whoever's goaltending for us, um, if they're not playing at a high level, it's going to be pretty tough. I, I do think it'll be tough to escape past and actually win a Stanley Cup. I'm not concerned, man. It, it, there's all this talk about obviously Connor McDavid gets all the he gets all the love right he gets the uh, hype yeah the I love talking he, he, about him on he the is absolutely well he is absolutely uh, you ask you know puckheads everywhere hockey fans he's generally considered the best player in the world right like that is it's pretty much he's considered the best player in the world uh, I think Nathan McKinnon in terms of skill level and how good he is at hockey is really not all that far behind if he's behind at all I watched that game and Maybe we got this sign back here. McKinnon greater than David uh, or McDavid. I like it. I uh, I got to say, man, watching that game and that, granted sample size of one. Okay, I get it. But Connor McDavid was like a ghost. He he didn't really seem to make much of an impact. Uh, I I, he did completely. score a goal. I he did score completely. a goal. But but Nathan McKinnon seems so much more aggressive. He seems so much just more into it. He he, he seemed to be completely. attracting the gravity of, of the defenders more so than Connor David McDavid was. So I don't know for all this talk about it. I think it's a lot closer than people think between these two. Um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that McKinnon is a better player, but I think it's, he's right there, you know? And, and uh, you know, I, I just don't see it, man. I don't see how this team is going to be able to hang with the avalanche for seven games. I am not nervous. And Hey, maybe that makes me a, a jinx or whatever. Right. But, but I'm really not. I've been saying this the whole playoffs. I have been nothing but consistent with with these. Different I will series. give you that, and and the other thing that I will give you is when you're looking at the matchups that the Avalanche have faced. I agree that they are a much superior team to each of the three teams they're playing here. I know nothing about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I I other than what I have seen over the course of this playoffs, and that team looks like they're unstoppable. I got a hell uh, of a goalie. Is, this is a back to back Stanley Cup champion. I think they are. Just they have it figured out in a way that concerns me. This is the type of team, a team that's been there before that knows how to win in these moments that, that concerns me for the ass because you get away with not having the killer instinct against an inferior opponent, but you don't do that. If you get a three-goal lead and you give that up, man, those are the opportunities that cost you a Stanley Cup. And I think that's the biggest concern I have is you get to the Stanley Cup and you're happy to be there and you, you fall to a team that's truly, truly ready to win it. Uh, one thing you've mentioned a few times, Connor, is they're eight and two. The Abs are five and zero oh on the road this season in the playoffs. Is mm. there something to that? Is there something to their success on the road, or is that just kind of one of those coincidental things? I mean, they only have two losses. Is there something to it's that? Puff at home. Uh yes. The. the the Avs are a significantly better team, specifically <laughs> than the first two teams they played in the playoffs. Uh, but you know what? I actually think you could probably make an argument that St. Louis might be a tougher out than Edmonton. Like, uh, Edmonton, And a lot of people have made that you argument. Know, and, and so no, I, I mean I think it really just comes down to that, man. The Abs are that much better. They really are that much better just across the board. I mean, obviously the oiler, you know, the Oilers have a, a really strong top two lines, really. Sure. Um, but you know, the Abs have a really strong four lines. You know, I mean, uh, the. The Oilers don't have. There's a lot of, about Mike Smith, right? He's very polarizing. I've heard a lot of different things that he's the worst goalie in the NHL. I've heard that he's a lot better than people think. Um, you know, our, uh, our our resident professional, better Tyler Walgie, and I were having a conversation where he says that. Mike Smith is the most volatile goalie in all of his rankings. That's not a word you want used for a goaltender. No, no, but <laughs> he said at any point this year, he can be anywhere from like a top six, seven goalie to like 43rd. But also, so, isn't that kind of a scary goalie to be playing against? Because if they get hot, then all of a sudden that's a different team that you're playing against. Yeah, yeah, I... I just you know, I don't think it matters much, man. I mean, you know. Also, look at this playoffs, right? You like look at Mike Smith so far in these playoffs. I think he had a pretty good actual. I, th- I actually think he had a pretty good start the first series, uh, but he's been he's been struggling in a big way. So um, I guess I, I see your point. That that could make a a bit of a you know. Uh, what do you call it? A wild card. Yeah, it's a wild card. It's an X factor. Um, But no, man, I just, these abs are going to be too much for the Oilers to handle. And I'm absolutely, I I am not worried. My concern meter is is a zero. And if we lose the next game, it'll be a half I'm going to put my concern meter at about a 40. I'm not overly concerned, but I'm... Out of 100 here? Out of 100, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm out of 10. Out of 10, 40 out of 10, 40 out of 10. Uh, the high scoring, you guys expect that to continue or will we see like a kind of uh, law of averages where maybe maybe we counter that and there's more defensive focus in the second, third, fourth game? Uh, I, I fully expect it to be. I, I don't expect 15 goals every game. <laughs> that, that is insane. But uh, no, I... I I think it's going to come back down to earth a little bit. You're not going to see 15 goals in the game. I really don't. I think that'll be the highest scoring game of this series. But I absolutely expect games to be, you know, 10 total goals. I mean, these guys are not going to stop each other. They both play a really fast pace. They're both really fast, uh, excellent skating teams. And they really try to capitalize off the break and, and push it. They, they uh, tend to press on the four check. So to, to get opportunities for their offense. So I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, odd man breaks uh, and odd man rushes. And I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of goals for sure, but not 15 goals. I I have to say as a, as a fan who doesn't watch a ton of hockey day in and day out, Uh, Looking back over the years, this is a much... Better style of play for a fan to enjoy. I love the style of play the Avs have where they're just constantly oh, yeah. pushing, constantly going. instead of that sort of passive dump like, like Tampa Bay. It's yes, the exact opposite. Is, exactly. Is Tampa Bay. And it's just, man, you know what? It's it's a very effective way to win games and, and teams have been doing that for a long time, but it's just it's so much more entertaining when every single time the puck is moving towards the goal, it's a threat for them to score. Oh, absolutely. Start of the Weed. Start of the Weed. Start of the, week. Of the, week. Of the week. And let's not forget that the ABS have another cyborg on their team that we have not even mentioned yet today. Kale McCarr passes Adam Foote and Adam Deadmarsh for the playoff assists uh, on, on Avalanche All-Time. And he moves into eighth, all-time, eighth for playoff assists by an Avalanche player. In what? Two seasons as a... Well, three. or three? Three. I, Third, I believe no. it's okay. three. Um, yeah, I believe it's three and then he also had that one... Uh, I think it actually was four seasons ago where he had oh, that wow. little bit. but He's um, getting old already. No, <laughs> oh, he's not getting old. He is a young man and, and uh, speaking of Adam Deadmarsh, okay, I'm going to read this read this line for you. Adam Deadmarsh in 88 playoff games for the Avs. 22 goals, 34 assists... 56 points Gabe Landeskog In 59 playoff games So Deadmarsh was 88 playoff games 22 goals 34 assists 56 points Gabe Landeskog 59 playoff games 30 less games Same goals 22 Same assists 34 Same points 56 Wow Interesting Pretty pretty impressive And out of Uh, Deadmarsh That was a He was a Pretty solid player For the Avs For many many years Oh Absolutely and, hey, anytime you got Kale McCarr passing Adam Foote on the franchise playoff yep. assist leaderboard. I'm just picturing if this was something. visual, right? If we're looking at a list visually and you got their pictures, the three pictures of Kale McCarr, pretty boy, looking good, no, no nothing messed up on that face. And then Adam Foote with that nose. That, like, I, I think it's still broken. I don't yeah. think it ever got fixed. And then I can't picture Adam Deadmarsh, but with a name like Adam Deadmarsh, I got to imagine you got a little bit of – grit to you hmm. and it just seems like if you were to look at that without a context you would absolutely be looking at camel car like you don't belong here i don't know who you are but you just do not fit with these two guys i it's it's <laughs> kind of funny to see that he doesn't have that uh prototypical defenseman kind of grungy gritty look to him oh he's young he, he could he also that. i don't think he'll get he even grows any whiskers no at all. no no <laughs> nope nope he absolutely does not but uh Uh, You know, he's young. Give him some time. Get a couple broken noses in there, maybe a tooth out of there, right? Yeah. See, but you just don't see that anymore because, well, I guess the teeth maybe, but everyone's wearing the visors now. They all have the visors. Yep. Have you so... ever seen Eric Johnson, EJ, smile? Oh, yeah. He's missing like everything up there. He has no real proud. It's a total badge of honor for, for <laughs> hockey players in this weird way. It, and you're starting to see more and more guys finally go to the, to the mouth guards, but why, why did it take so long? Football's been doing this forever. Why did it take so long for hockey to realize that like, oh, yeah, if you just wear a mouth guard, you actually don't get any of your teeth knocked out. It's amazing. It's, it's pretty so sweet. weird. <laughs> it's like wearing pads. You know, it just makes sense. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, should we before we move on from the avalanche onto to some uh, Rockies talk? Uh, I think maybe we should hit this day in sports history. This day in sports history,
1: history, history.
0: All right. Got a few for you today. June 1st, 1943. Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Rip Sewell patents his EFIS or blooper ball pitch and uses this pitch on a way to a 20-win 20, uh, 20 campaign. Now, just... For those out here, maybe you included that doesn't don't know what an EFIS is, no idea. Have you ever seen that movie Rookie of the Year, where that kid breaks his arm and then he like becomes a Cubs pitcher, Ga- garden hoser, right? Uh, uh, wa- Rosen Okay, there you go, garden hoser. Uh, and then he ultimately loses his power to like pitch 90 miles an hour, so he goes out there. Yeah, he's like 10 years old. And, yeah, yeah, he's like a 10 year old kid, and so he throws the ball just like a high like. Like, like you know, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, if yeah. You, it's like what you see the first pitch. Like half these people that pitch the first pitch at a baseball game, they like barely can make it to the plate. It's like a. They also game. don't make them throw it from the actual mound. Right. So, so that is what uh, that is what like an Evis pitch is or whatever. And this and this guy got twenty wins in the MLB, nineteen forty three. I feel right. like that's one of those like softball things yeah. that the guy that can't hit the softball. All right. All right. Uh, so then we got June second, nineteen fifty eight. Brooks Robinson hits into his first of a record four triple plays. Hits into four triple plays. Wait, not in one game. No, 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 no. I was like, no. dude, what are you doing? But it <laughs> ended up being a record, and that, and that was his first one. Was under, uh, that's pretty impressive, right? Hitting I Honestly, if I was a professional athlete, I would not care the record. If I got in the record books, I'd be stoked. I don't care if it's for being the worst at something. I'd love it. All right. I got two more for you real quick. 1901. June second, Benjamin Adams arrested for playing golf on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, what? He was arrested? Loser. For, it was illegal to play golf on Sunday, and uh, just kind of practicing, you know, trying to get the, uh, you know, get his skill up, and was arrested. So, how far we've gone? You, you, you think it's bad that Chick Fil A isn't open on Sundays? Yeah. Okay. What about getting arrested for playing golf on Sunday? So this it's was true. like this my only day of, day of the week I can golf. Glide, like nationally, we couldn't. Or this is like. Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. And, and at the time, too, it was illegal to do a lot of different things on Sundays. So uh, Let's bring this back, guys. Can we bring <laughs> this back? I don't even care if I have to sacrifice golf on Sundays. I don't want to be called upon to do anything on Sundays. Can we just make that illegal to, like, work on Mondays? Would that, would that be awesome? Just, just no work. We don't need to work. Let's- all right. I, I got one more for you guys. One more here. June 3rd, 1851. Going back all the way to 1851. The first... Baseball uniforms ever were worn when the New York Knickerbockers wear a uniform consisting of straw hats, white shirts, and blue long trousers, like jean trousers. The jeans, I love the (laughs) jeans. (laughs) So they got we got straw hats, white shirts, and jean jean trousers. Now I know we're gonna talk about the Rockies uniform here in a sec. But for those of you that may not like the Rockies uniform, at least we are not wearing straw hats and jeans. You know what that sounds like, like, New like to me, Connor, that everyone came out of working in the fields and they coincidentally happened to all be wearing straw hats and white shirts. They're like, hey, uniforms. <laughs> there we go. This is what we'll call them. That's this true. is what half everyone's wearing Half the New York Knickerbockers in 1850 were probably farmers on their, yeah. <laughs> on their off. <laughs> like, hey, everyone <laughs> wear your white shirt today. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's like the men's league. You know, everyone's like, uh, everyone has a jersey, right? Yeah, just yeah, just as long as it's white, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. It's fine. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> we, we don't even go there. We just say uh, it doesn't matter. Wear whatever you want. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. See, in basketball leagues, though, they get a little strict on that sometimes. Oh, really? Nah, not, Maybe I was not in the an old wrong Not They don't care. Well, this was this was when I was in young man basketball. Oh. I didn't fit. I wasn't very good. Yeah. okay. Not a good idea. Well, Connie did bring up those uniforms, those god-awful Colorado City Connect uniforms uh well i think i spilled the beans on how i feel but how do you guys feel about them connor do you agree that these are just terrible no i love these uniforms oh you like i love them i think they should have been purple i think i I, although i do think for the city edition these uniforms they're trying to get away from like the team's primary colors generally um that's your first mistake but but i they're Clean. They are so clean. I like. I don't even care that it looks like a license plate, which is where they got the idea from. By the way, that is literally what they said. That they got makes it. it so much worse. Actually, to oh, find man. out that like you were so you lacked so much creativity, you couldn't even look at the mountains in Colorado to be motivated by this. Uh, no, you looked at the license plate. Now, and you like, know. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> e- ESPN uh, put put a rankings out of their top. Who you know, cares what uniforms, ESPN has? And to they say. got it right. Oh, my God. When they said that the Colorado Rockies, these uniforms are number one in oh, the entire no. MLB. They got it correct. These are so clean. Man, I have not looked at the rest of the MLBs, but if, some of them if are pretty these good. are the best... Well, I really well, like the White Sox bad. ones. They're really good, too. Wow. I'm going to have to look into they're some disgusting. of those. They're disgusting. Okay, Connor. They're, they're here. absolutely disgusting. Let me tell you mm-hmm. why these... I have four reasons, okay? Why these uniforms suck they're terrible let's hear it first and foremost you brought it up why are they green there is nothing green about the colorado rockies at no point in time has green been one of their colors even if the uniform itself wasn't terrible that ruins it right there Uh, Mm. i did see that you retweeted a purple version of it definitely looks better it it definitely looks looks great yeah uh secondly What's up with the hats? <laughs> I'm buying one of those. I, I, I like, the, like the hat. Okay, I like the hat, but it looks like something if I'm from Nebraska and I'm driving through to Arizona, okay, and I happen to be passing through Colorado along the way and I need to stop into a gas station convenience store and I want a souvenir to take along the way to remind me of Colorado. This seems like something I would buy at a gas station along I-70, okay? Like, the, it, the, what? Mm, it doesn't fit the uniform at all. It doesn't go with the whole mountain theme and everything. It just, there's nothing Rockies about it. That could be better, sure, but I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. maybe if that gas station happened to have uh, amazing hats for one of the best baseball uniforms in existence, then sure. For the record, underrated <laughs> place to buy hats is
2: gas station. Correct. Yes, is, that's correct.
0: <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about here. It's for some fantastic hat buying opportunities. Okay. Number three, the white belt. What? Oh, you got to break it
1: up. You can't. No. Have, I, I expect no. them to have some like white penny loafers or something with that would have been penny cool. Loafers. Give me some. Give me like those old school, like 1900s. I'd be in. I've I've just.
0: it's weird it's the white belt just stands out like a sore thumb to me and and that leads me to my last point it stands out because the top half okay i can get on board with the design to it and everything but then you just throw green pants green pants should never be worn on a baseball field. in fact they probably shouldn't be worn on any field ever Mm. they just don't belong but Mm. the green pants, but give me something, some sort of intricacy design. Give me a stripe. I don't know anything. Pinstripes. That's what I'm uh, looking for. You took the
1: words right out of my mouth. The main reason I don't like them is if you're going to have these radical designs, give me a radical look. It's like too plain. You know what I mean? And if you look at the white socks, the south side uniforms that they have, black base, white pinstripes. Give me like green. white socks are good. Give me some like white pinstripes. Give me like all green and some white pinstripes. I'd be in. I'd Okay. In. Could they have made it a
0: little better? We've, we, we i have already mentioned. I've conceded that there are a couple things that could have made it even better. And again, but, and, and, but that look—it's just so classy. Classy, it is so classy. It looks, it looks like you, the like perfect gra- you think mix. grass
1: is classy. It is
0: the absolute. That was mix. exactly what the thing. You're like, wait, no more grass stains, guys. Yeah. So you don't have to yeah, worry nah, about nah. it. I'm sorry. I, I so cut. We're, you off, in, we're in a drought, so we us, might as well you make. You gave them. us your three things. Already. No, that's four. I got oh. the green. They're green. They should not be green. there we go. The hats the belt, the pants. So actually everything except for just the design. I like the design. You make it purple. Give me a little more intricacy in the pants, little frill. You know something exciting I mean, and they uh, put some and white it, piping it, on the outside. I like I mean, okay, so, it. So, so and all I, I'd ask is give me the Rockies logo somewhere yeah. on that hat.
1: Even if you had the green like CR. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I had a like dislike. I really like the hats really dislike the green. I don't need green other than like the, the license plate. What else? Uh, and does do we use the green for in any other aspect of, of color? Weed.
0: That's what we weed. use it for. It's the weed. weed. That's what it is. Well, it's it's a it's classic. Like dip uh, offer. You, no, was, no, no, no. This is a total marketing thing. They're getting a bunch <laughs> of stoners
1: going out and buying. this They should now. put like a dispensary patch that they sponsor. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, the green is absolutely hideous. The color of of our Grass. state, like uh, like anything, but not our sports team. And, and it's like, No, but but come on. Are you, are you really trying? I mean, I as much as I love the, I do think the purple looked better. I can't hate on them trying to go at least a little bit away from every jersey that they have. So as Oklahoma purple-like. should just have only brown uniforms. So yeah, so it features several. Fl- no, from, that's the
1: point. You should have different ones from ESPN. It features features several flourishes such as a new circle logo on the hat in red for soil and gold for sunshine along with the state's CO abbreviation. They also have a spot on there where it has, like, the Welcome to Colorful Colorado, which I actually don't dislike at all, but, like, it, where is it? You uh, know what I mean? Like, you, it's not it's not anywhere prominent. I don't you know, know, know if
0: I'm the dumb one here, but this is, like, just uh, backpedaling now and connecting the dots of the city connect. So they're trying to connect to the city. It yeah. makes so much more sense now. Still doesn't make it any better, but it oh, does definitely wow. make more sense on it. Oh, they, wow. That literally took me this long to, like,
1: no, that. it doesn't but connect. Are to the, the Colorado's
0: the only teams that the, the colors are just completely no? Different. The no, Red Sox, the Red no. Sox
1: did uh, like yellow. Let me pull it up. Uh, they're, they're, actually, yeah, they've got they've got yellow and and like a uh, like a robin's egg blue.
0: I, I, I kind of oh. like the Red Sox ones. Too, I do. Too. To be I honest. also like Houston's.
1: They do go by Space City. I mean, okay. Okay. It's fine, but their colors are nice. Houston's
0: just, Houston's uniforms are pretty extreme, or they have those extreme ones. Anyways, the, I think that's an alternate one. I don't think they wear and, them all the time, but well, they're, they're retro
1: ones. Yeah. Well, the Royals are super clean, too. Like they've got like the powder blue. They've got a dark blue. The KC logo is cool. Like Come on, you know. Come on.
0: I think you guys are nuts. I think these jerseys are absolutely awesome. Yo, I really do. They, they look so nice. It's like the perfect mix of being different and being a little bit kind of innovative of a look, right? Kind of like new school mixed with some old school look. Like it just looks, it looks just classic to me. No, I, I really oh, love oh, it. Classic. It, I love it, oh. man. I I can't even like it's one of those things like it's hard for me to even describe why I love it so much. It's just like I look at it and it just looks so clean. It just looks so clean. Like I'm going to buy one of
1: these jerseys. How much much do you think I underestimated
0: Connor's excitement for this? I I am stoked for these jerseys. How
1: much do you think they retail for and how much do you think an authentic one costs? Don't look at it. I see you looking.
0: Well, yeah, I do have the hats he's, up. He's
1: already been looking. How much do you think the jersey is that's not like? All right, all right let me throw this oh, out no, there because sure like, I haven't
0: looked at all. I haven't looked I'm at sure all. I'm going to say the other jersey. authentic. We're talking in the 200 range. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to buy retail, maybe one, 129.
1: So retail is 160. Authentic is 450. Whoa. And so let's just make sure we're very clear about the reason. It's like when the NBA does their alternate uniforms and the NFL does. It's all money. It's out of control. You know what people I mean? People will spend, It's disgusting. Baby. Okay, well, wow,
0: I will disgusting. not be buying the authentic version, but I just might buy the uh, retail. The green one? Yeah, no doubt. Okay, okay. It's, I, I think it's good. All right. Yeah, I like Around it. the rest of the world of sports, there are some other controversial uniforms, and I'm kind of curious to know, uniforms you guys maybe that most people love that you hate or vice versa? Are there are these, whether are these whether Rockies or whether any, anything any sport any team local not local? Um, I'll I'll start. I know for me it is Rockies related. Those black black vests, oh the black god. on black. Oh my god! I always hated it, no. and I, I don't even necessarily know why. <laughs> I don't like the black on black look. Never liked it. I, there's no pin stretch. Any Colorado Rockies jersey without pinstripes, it just ain't
1: right to me. The black now, on black is classic. The, We're the, gonna talk about classic? The the black oh, that's on classic. the black
0: on black uh Rockies jerseys, just for the record, are the greatest Rockies jerseys by far. Whoa. And and, and it's not even close. Yes, that is the jersey that the Rockies made their magical O seven run. I know that, um, they wore them every game. It's absolutely also just best in general. They're gone. They're out now, man. They will be back in though. They will be probably, but I'm just not into vests and baseball. Well, real quick. I I
1: have two of my all time, all time favorite jerseys. Okay. One is like the peach Tampa Bay bucks, nineties jerseys, the creamsicle, Mm -hmm. the creamsicle. It's not even close. And then the Houston Astros baseball jerseys where they were like... Uh, the, like, like the real retro. Uh, yeah, like real white, mm. red, a little bit of fade in black. Oh, my God. See, there was a oh, time... not, the, not the yellow ones. No, not the yellow ones. Like mm. the older ones from the 90s that, that used to... like. It's like oh, it's like, uh, the
0: 90s look. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Oh, see, that's not the Astros uniform
0: that anyone ever goes for. That, I feel like that's kind of like the forgotten Astros. Look, it's like the, the Nuggets
1: powder blue, right? Give me like that. Everyone's kind
0: of forgotten that they did that for a while.
1: Give me like a Mike Allstock creamsicle Ooh, Tampa Bay Bucks yeah. jersey. Whoa. I'll tell you the worst jersey that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: The uh, old, old school Broncos, like Bumblebee. The look. Bumblebee. The Bumblebee. Oh, and, and, like, Broncos yeah. jerseys. And, and uh, the, the Steelers brown. have a similar one. They do. And it's, they wear it every year just out of spite, I think. But they're so bad. In fact, I don't really like... Any of the Broncos alternate uniforms. I don't consider the Blues alternate. That was an OG. Uh, what, what about the Color Rush? I hate the Color Rush. Really? Cannot mm. stand the Color Rush. Love the helmet. Cannot stand that look. I, it's just. You probably love the Bumblebee look, don't you? I think it's the orange, the orange where you don't have the. the Blue to break it up as much when you just get so much orange. I, it's it's not good. I like the all blues are my favorites. That's that's like an all time favorite uniform for me is the all blues for the Broncos. The blue top, blue bottom. That it, it's so so clean. I wish I get why they don't wear that regularly because mm. you want your fans showing up where you can see them in the stadium. But god damn it, is that blue so good? Uh, so. That one's probably one of my few like favorites. I actually realize there's not a lot of uniforms I like. There's just a lot that I don't like. But you mentioned the color rush uniforms. With very few exceptions, I hated all of them. That was an absolute big swing and a miss by the NFL. I'm sure they made a ton of money. But all those uniforms sucked. The they color rush. Terrible. See, I actually I am conflicted on the color rush for the Broncos because I actually think the color rush uniforms look great on the field, like on TV. And I really love the orange. The one thing I will say about the color rush is when you actually see someone with an authentic color rush jersey, it's hard to tell if like that's just a color rush jersey or if it's like an off brand from China. The orange is Bronco different, jersey. right? Yeah. And it kind of looks like faded. Like it almost looks like it's like a complete knockoff Broncos. Jersey. And I've been told the blue helmet is the same color, but I don't believe it. That looks darker to me. That blue helmet. I've been told it's the same exact color as the other one. They just switched the D- uh, Oh, D-cats. Okay. Uh, there you go. Um you know, so speaking of of jerseys that are polarizing that I happen to love. Okay. I don't know how you feel about this, but those neon green Seahawks jerseys, I like them a lot. I'm a big fan of the neon green Seahawks. I like jersey. the neon green accents that they have on like their regular uniforms. That that all neon green, and I feel the same thing about several college teams are doing it but it started with Oregon and that neon yellow that they wear on just uh, uh,
1: most yo. overrated jersey for me that would be considered a classic is Alabama yeah like it I, it's not it it's not cool that like you got your number like yeah i like the red congratulations. but congratulations i can see the number on your jersey <laughs> i know uh, i know it's fine good not great yeah, it's, it's yeah I, I,
0: but although calendar. on the flip side of it you know one that I, is also very basic that i love is uh notre dame I, it's so clean michigan it's too so, michigan eh, see i've never been a big fan of there. The it's, three little stripes. And, and i think stripes. that comes from a lot of teams in little leagues i don't know if you guys played little league football at all but a lot of teams would just do that instead of creating a logo they would just oh. use that helmet and sorry I just kind of always grew up hating it, and and also Michigan sucks. Who likes Michigan? Nobody yeah. likes Michigan. It's like the Cincinnati C. Everyone uses that. Yeah, totally, well. totally. It's true. All right. Although there is that go. different from the? Isn't don't the Bears use like a like? The, I'm a sure. More, I'm sure there's a copyright and a trademark and everything that they're yep. they're slightly mm-hmm. different, but they look the same to me. Similar. Well, I know we're talking to Rockies and you know some of you out there probably find that it's a little tough to watch the Rockies at times, but mm-hmm. I think uh, the problem uh, is that you guys just lack the proper motivation kay. to keep you entertained. How do I stay into Rockies games?
1: Rocky dogs. Beer. You bet.
0: You make uh, player prop bets, oh yeah. okay? That is how I stay entertained with games. The best place to go for that is Thrive Fantasy. You can not only do DFS contests building a roster of Prop bets, but you can also do player props for parlays. That's the best. That is is is. You don't see that in many apps, websites. They pay out good. It's easy to get your money in, easy to get your money out. And if you use our promo code RED, that's R E D, you get a free hundred dollar deposit match. So easy. All you have to do is type in RED R E D when you sign up on Thrive Fantasy. Find them online, ThriveFantasy.com, or download the app. Before we move off the Rockies. I'm not gonna dive too much into their play on the field. We'll talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that as things settle down with the Avalanche. But watching them lately, and they've been struggling. They've not made a lot of great roster moves lately, I think. And got me thinking what this team could look like in a very unrealistic scenario that they've re-signed all of their best players over the last few years. And there's a few positions that Boy, they really missed out on some guys. A few that I kind of struggled with, and I'm hoping, Connor, you can help me out because you know their rosters over the years better than I do. But uh, I'm going to go around the horn, okay? We're going to start with first base, and we're going to go around the horn, and I'm going to tell you what guys they have let go. This is all players, none of them on their roster anymore, guys around the major leagues. You tell me if they should have kept them or if they are better off having moved on, okay? Okay. All right. First base was the one I struggled with the absolute most. I could not find a single solid first baseman that this team has let go of. I went with Daniel Murphy. I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. Is he even playing? He was their first baseman last year. Uh, is he gone? Uh, no, yeah, he, he's gone. I, what I would have done is um put Ryan McMahon at first and kept DJ LeMahieu at second. Uh, Obviously. Put, Creative. You know, so I don't know. I, I would have put somebody was, else there. And LeMahieu is the one that got but away. But no, in terms of actually first baseman – uh, you know how 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 far back are we? I mean, yeah. Well, guys not, that are still playing in the majors. So could so be playing obviously could since Todd Helton retired, it's you know hasn't really been anybody there that's like, hey, that's a, that's our guy. We let him go. Yeah, that that hasn't existed. Uh, all right, okay. I so I didn't that. miss anybody big. No, so no. so first baseman, we might be moving Ryan McMahon over to play first. No problem with that. Okay, you mentioned him. Second baseman, DJ LeMahieu the what they let him go for, uh, and I think they ended up paying more for. Uh, it was it Daniel Murphy that they signed at the same time? I, th- I think they. It, they it was not. like a, I think it was a very comparable. You know, I, I maybe you're right that it was a little more or whatever, but for all intents and purposes, it was the same contract. Yeah, and Daniel Murphy is, as we just confirmed, I think, out of the league, uh, and uh, DJ Mayhew is playing at an all-star level. Uh, struggling right now. Is he struggling? He's right struggling now? this year, but he has put together since leaving the Rockies. He's put together, you know, MVP type numbers um, for several seasons. And he'll get there this year. He's just I, I, he's there's he's 162 had a slow start. games. So. Yeah, he's had a slow start. He's hitting in the like low 230s. I believe as of right now could be wrong on that. But it, it, he is having a down year for sure. DJ Lemay was having a down year with that said absolute travesty to let him go. And I, I think that was I honestly think that was the number one mistake the Rockies have made in the last however many years. I mean, Ooh, over over the, my next two guys, and I'll just give them to you both at once. Shortstop Trevor Story and third baseman Norton Arnauto. Yes. You think those are bi- now, that's a Now, bigger- Trevor Story is not a mistake by the Rockies because they tried to re-sign him, and he just wouldn't sign. Uh, this is true. The, uh, you could put Arenado, and actually that could definitely be the biggest mistake is botching that relationship. Right. I, you know what? I actually will say that's the biggest mistake, but a very, very close second is LeMahieu. And it seems like it's, it's only Almost a situation of opposites. I where disagree. You botched the deal so yeah. bad for Arenado, that's why it's so bad. But Lemayhu, why? Why didn't you just resign well, the him? The problem man? with the
1: Lemayhu contract is it was a pretty cheap contract, if I recall, it was three years, thirty million dollars, and so just kind of return on investment would have been a lot, lot better with Lemayhu. Whereas what you paid for everyone else was so you, so you think I, I that think the Lemayhu thing was horrible. Yeah, you think that was the worst mistake by you, far, over
0: yeah. over botching the relationship with Arenado. Correct, because I think you could argue that botching that relationship with Arenado also cost you Trevor story. I think you're
1: onto something, which is there. not a bad take. However, I disagree. The LeMahieu one was just so much value for what you paid and LeMahieu utility guy could play a lot of positions. And again, he started on the bench when he went to New York and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's, he's in the roster. He's starting either way, kind of splitting hairs. I just think that, you know, you paid, you paid Arenado so much that you expected things and them when they kind of fell apart. I feel like as fans, we knew it was Otto's once again on an MVP type track with St. Louis. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, with the team um, that the Rockies had, would it have been, I just feel like with, with what we spent on Nolan, it just maybe the juice wasn't quite there. Whereas with LeMahieu, that's a fundamental guy. Again, I think it was three years, 30 million. It was, it was a pretty cheap, it might've been three years, 39, but it was, it was, uh it was a good contract, man. I,
0: I, I, I hear you. I hear your point there. I just I'm gonna have to stick with the Arenado because not only do you lose Arenado, you lose Trevor Story, and I think those two are more related than maybe people want to admit because I think Trevor Story kind of saw what Nolan saw that this this team isn't as serious about committed. winning and, and committed to actually putting on the best product on the field. I also think he saw how they treated Nolan and said, you know what? I don't really want any part of this either. I, I want out. I want to go somewhere else. Um, so I think he kind of lost two of them there. Uh, and then in addition, not only that, but you are paying not, not anymore. Granted, luckily, not this year, but you paid... What fifty million dollars to St. Louis True. to yeah. take him? <laughs> so like
1: they call you, that a Baker Mayfield,
0: uh, and then you <laughs> and then you get what Austin Gomber is the best piece you get back in the trade. I mean that was I, brutal. That is so brutal that it. Think is, about this though, guys. Three years in a row, LeMayhew, Nolan Arnato story, dude. That's the middle year infield three All Star caliber players that you. Either let walk or completely botched a situation where you had to get rid of them. That that hurts as a fan. How, how does that not sting? I mean, and yet yet here we are, all all still showing up to Coors Field every week. Uh, that, that, man. Whew. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Would you take Ryan McMahon over any of those three guys? Having Ryan McMahon, would you take him over having any of those three guys? And obviously the obvious one would be LeMahieu. Would you take... You can't move him to first. If you had to play, keep one or the other. Would you take McMahon or you take LeMahieu? I would take LeMahieu. For me, it's not close. Oh, enough. it's just just between those two. That's it. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, if, if, you th- if you would take McMahon over one of the other well, two. Uh, well, and you're assuming that um, Trevor Story... So, like, in your hypothetical here, Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado are both gone. Sure. And and you can basically just bring back LeMahieu or Ryan McMahon. Sure. Uh, man... I'm gonna take me, I'm gonna take it. McMahon in this current team right now as the current team is I would not I, if you could make more changes then of course not, but I'm gonna keep McMahon here because I actually think the Rockies right now have eh, decent not great options at middle infield um whereas i I don't I really don't know who they would really put it third that like for a full-time role you know what i mean i mean it, then you're talking about bringing up like colton welker or somebody from the minor leagues uh who's you know i mean he could be decent who knows i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take mcmahon i think he i think i'd rather what, have him what about brendan Rodgers? Hey man, Brendan Rodgers gets a lot of and hate. And he's he's been on like a <laughs> what a 14 game hitting streak a 10
2: game hitting streak. Yeah, trigger, absolutely. He, like that. he's picked
0: it up. So after and Brendan Rodgers, you can go back and look. Look look at every year of Brendan Rodgers, even in the minor leagues. He has for whatever reason, he has historically slow starts. I mean, like seriously, he, you go back and just look at his year after year. We're talking under 200 averages throughout the first month of the season. Like he is a he is a slow starter. He has Really picked it up. He is—I I, believe—he's north of 250 now, hitting north of 250. When you know, it really wasn't that long ago he was hitting like 170, 180. Really struggling at the plate. Um, like you said, he's—you know—he put together like a 14-game hitting streak. He's contributing. He's getting—he's actually hitting uh, some some slugging percentage too. He's getting some doubles, some home runs. Um, I like—I like Brendan Rogers, man. I think he gets a lot of hate. I think some of that hate comes from distrust in the Rockies, right? People just so inherently distrust, which is completely earned and deserved on the Monfords, but they completely distrust it. And then you look at the hype that Brendan Rogers was, you know, he was built up as the... He was. He was the top prospect in the Rockies organization. People kind of had this expectation like he's going to come in here and be much like John Gray. People had this expectation that this person's going to come in and be like this all-star level player. Now, is he going to be that? Time will tell. I would say probably not at this point. It doesn't look like he is on that track to be like the all-star kind of MVP type guy. I think that's where everyone expected him to be, which is a little unfair to him. I think he's going to be a perfectly serviceable player and, and, a, and an above average player, uh, which you can't hate on that. I mean, can't can't really hate for, on for For an early draft, draft, round draft pick, you can. Well, so, so many of them just so so many So you heard it here first. Yeah, well, Connor will take <laughs> Brandon Rogers and uh, Ryan McMahon over D-Lit, DJ LeMahieu right. and possibly right. Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado. No, I think that's what he's not Trevor. Right? Uh-uh. You did say <laughs> that. No, you did say that. No. I, I'm kidding. I'm putting no. words in his mouth now. No. Okay, moving on to catcher. A uh, little bit of a tough one. I need you to choose for me, Connor. Would you rather bring back Tom Murphy or Tony Walters or whoever is catching for them now? Is he better? Um... Yeah, I think, uh, they're all <laughs> not so None, None uh, of the above. Uh, <laughs> the, the, Ro- the Rockies have a really good prospect, catcher prospect, uh, in the works. I'm, I'm spacing on his name right now off the top of my head. Um, but so hopefully we actually have that position right, filled coming in up the in the future. Um, who, uh, who was it? The guy that hit all those home runs. It's out of the league now. Um, couldn't tell you. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> no, you know what? I I, I think not, I I take your pick, man. Okay. Take your pick. They're all, uh, you know. Tony Walters had above replacement level on defense. Um, Tyler Wald, you just stepped you know. into the studio. Tyler, you played yourself a little catcher, didn't you? I know you were a pitcher. Did you play any catcher? Hey, you all know right, what? I, I t- oh, oh, sorry. I, you go here. What's up? What's up, guys? How are we doing? Doing good, man. I'm, I'm glad you stopped in. We're we're talking a little bit of Rockies, and we're, we're finding uh, they haven't had a good catcher in a while.
2: Uh, well, you you play well, catcher the Rockies ever? Rockies haven't had a lot of good anything in a while. I don't know, I this did, middle infield
0: was pretty stacked over the last a few years.
2: in high school before I pitched a little bit. But I, my my knees were bad even in high school. I you look
0: knees. like a catcher. You know catchers are surprisingly
2: like lengthy. But no, I don't look like no no no. See, when I think of a catcher, I think a thick.
0: Actually, you know what you look like, like Tyler? I should have I should have gotten this before. You, ah, you look like a goalie. You look like a goalie. <laughs> you always expect goalies to be huge, and then they take the pads off, and they're these scrawny six foot two guys. Well, I mean, I, I just remembered who it was that I was thinking. Okay, of. okay, Willian Rosario. And, I, and he and he was the most excited that I had been for a Rockies catcher and you know he comes in baby bull was his nickname not chris Iannetta, bull, huh? uh, oh, in, Iannetta uh comes in he was uh, i mean None of these guys—they're no your Vitoria Alba here. You know what I mean? Come on now. <laughs> I think is probably the greatest Rockies catcher of all time. Whoa, um, whoa, statement. Yeah. Hey, hey, man. I, I he put up those numbers, but Willie Rosario—that was who I was thinking of. That was a big buildup. I was probably Rosario. the most excited about him, and then he just fell off planet Earth and was not able to play defense at a replacement level, and his home runs numbers just went down. So I feel like that happens in the catcher position more often than others, where they just their body falls apart. But you mentioned Chris Iannetta. I feel like he was forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, down our throat for so many years he was the it, Will Barton of that Rockies uh, era Oh, he's solid.
1: No, couldn't stand yeah. it. Yeah, see, he was solid. He was solid. That's about all you get.
2: Yeah. Hey, hey guys! I know you introed me in here. I'm gonna keep moving around in the studio. It looks great today, by the way. Yeah, it's thank a little you. Different, yeah, obviously, we've moved some uh, things
0: around. Where you know, we we mentioned we're doing a little bit of some video clips for everyone to get a chance to see
2: our beautiful faces yeah, and did, what did what we gonna do in the studio. You guys? Red Rock Sports One, of course. And you know what? I think I I I, uh, I was talking to the the youngsters who do the social media. I think we're gonna start uh, Instagram soon. So stay tuned, people. We're so going to have an Instagram. Does that mean I have to get an Instagram? Yes, it does. Damn it. That is what that means. And also, <laughs> for the new listeners, let everyone know who I am. I'm the sixth man of the show. I stop uh, occasionally course. every every couple weeks. I fill in when people need the fill-ins, and I'm the sixth man. And you conveniently missed your strongest topic, which is is the Avalanche. Or when I say strongest, Tyler's Tyler
0: is versatile, man. Tyler can take on anything. Well, he brings some depth to hockey conversations
2: that frankly we lack. Well, I'm, I'm half Canadian, but uh, hey, look, Darcy. I don't know if you, I'm, I'm, he better pull it together. He better straighten up, right? When I, when I was a teenager, like his vision. Well, his vision, his his stomach, whatever it was last game. When I was a teenager, I used to get in some trouble, right? I used to I used to toe the line as they say. Well, I had to talk several times. It's like, hey, straighten up. Whatever you're doing, just figure it out, straighten up. That's what Darcy needs to do. He needs to start playing better. We can't have these eight, six games. I'm not gonna re harp what you guys already talked about, but Darcy Needs to figure it out. I'm glad that you agree with me that.
0: because Connor, you know, is a little on the fence, on he's he's so uh, confident in it, he doesn't really man. care what's happening in this series. We're Soaps and I were concerned. We're a little bit concerned. This particular series, I'm not concerned. But for the record, I did say I was concerned. Okay. Okay. Before okay. I get out of
2: here, uh, would you okay. guys like any impressions? Would you like okay. any? Okay, okay. He's as done long done. as I don't he's get Herman uh, and Berman, you, man. You. No, you're no, still no, no, good no. No. You're Cut him off. Soaps, cut him off. All right. No,
0: I I know. I, I don't know. Were you going to go through any other positions Yeah, I have a couple pitchers that are on my okay. head. Okay. Okay. We're just we're going to quickly burn through the outfield and then we'll go to the pitchers, okay? The three outfielders I came up with, you tell me if any of these guys are any good anymore. They they one of them at least goes back a little ways. Uh David Dahl, who was very recently with the Rockies, he was a little bit uh, disappointed that he was not picked up back up by the Rockies after. He kind of finally came on towards the end of his yeah. stick here. I don't know how he's played since. Uh not so great. I okay. mean, injuries have been tough for him and Okay. Uh, yeah, no, he's not. Uh, a a name that was one of my favorite players when he was here. He wasn't here all that long, but one of my favorite players, Dexter Fowler, man. That guy was fun to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like Willie Mays Hayes leading off for you, man. It was good. I loved it. He was fun to watch and actually had some success after the Rockies. Yes he did. Uh, quite he a went bit and of success. Won a World Series World with Series. the Cubs, right? Yeah. Uh, the other one is, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is a man that brought a lot of talent to Colorado when they got rid of him. Could be completely misremembering misremember- this, but Corey Dickerson. Am I right in that they, when they traded him, they, it brought them a lot of the prospects that became their kind of next group of stars? Or am I completely off base with that? Uh, you know what? I'd have to uh, double check and see who they, di- uh, who they got for him. Corey but they di- did trade him to like the Rays, Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this is going way back. This was what? Five, eight years ago now? Yeah, yeah, and uh, he actually had a couple successful seasons as well after leaving. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not too. I'm not sitting here concerned. You know, sitting, do <laughs> sitting you, back. Do you like the outfield now, the Rockies outfield, or do you think they could use some of these guys as upgrades? I like him. It. Uh, I would like him a heck of a lot better if Chris Bryant didn't have back issues from sleeping on a hotel bed. Um, <laughs> called this, <as laughs> you know. Predictable. I, 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 by, the, I, by the way, I think that's the funniest thing about so those uniforms. We've all seen that picture, right, of the new uniforms. Your hundred eighty million dollar man isn't even in the picture. I, I think Dude, that's the funniest part. You don't want to risk that back. You know how long you're mm. standing when you're taking those photos. I yeah. mean, that's risky, man. You might be putting all your weight on one hip or something. I mean, you just don't want a, a star athlete like that to throw something out. Uh, I guess. I guess. I, I. You know what? To answer your question, I think. I think the outfield's fine. Uh, Charlie Blackman is getting paid quite a bit more than what he probably deserves at this point in his career but he's doing okay man really really where the where the Rockies dropped the ball was on that infield they could have had one of the best infields in baseball right now right if not the best infield in baseball and instead you're you know trying to get guys like iglesias in here and you know you're you're expecting brendan rogers to to be an all-star which he's just not um and then pitching i think pitching yes is, give me your pitchers because you know them better than me who are the pitchers the rockies have let get away well you know what i i <laughs> i think uh it's you want me to give you my five that I came up with, sure. The, t- the two that I think of off the top of my head are Tyler Anderson, um, who's pitching phenomenally right now for the Dodgers. Six uh, zero has like a close to a two ERA. He's pitching really, really well. I think missed the ball on him. And, and you know what? I know he's not pitching so great this year so far, but I still say John Gray was a really solid middle of the rotation guy that I would have rather had for the same money that we paid Kyle Freeland. Okay. Yeah. You hit you hit two of them there. The rest of them guys. Unless I'm mistaken, I don't think we missed out on a whole lot. Okay, we got uh, Adam Adovino, you got Jeff Hoffman, uh, Tyler Chatwood, Jordan Lyles... Uh, so, uh, so Jordan Lyles is playing pretty well. He's okay. he, He's not doing bad. Adam Adovino was a uh, absolute dominant bullpen piece for the Yankees. Not not so much this year, but he still has his strikeout rate up. He's still pitching really well. I liked Adam Ottavino. I think that was a big. I, I do think that was a big one. To let's lose. talk some of the Look other bullpen, bullpen now. He, yeah, let's talk some stinks. of the other bullpens they've got. Uh, let go and, and tell me if any of these guys have bounced back because they were touted. This was like the guys that uh, what, what, what the heck's the old GM's name. I'm just slipping on it now. Uh, Jeff Breidich. Ah, uh, Jeff. That, these were like, they, they, this was got, he got me excited when he made these moves and then they totally flopped. Brian Shaw, mm. Wade Davis, Greg Holland. I forgot about Greg Holland. Yeah. yeah. I know. Did any of, are, they, are they all flamed out or are they all, any of them playing uh, anymore? Do no, I believe Brian Shaw is still playing. Of course he is. Uh, I feel like that's a guy that's never going to go away. And uh, I think Holland's still playing too, actually, now that I think about it. But no, I mean, uh, Wade Davis and Holland, they, they, obviously they were both at the back ends of their career, right? They had some really successful years and were sort of near the end anyways. Um, you know, Shaw was the most interesting one to me because that guy was... You know, nails. That guy was nails. uh, Pitched absolutely great. Comes to Colorado, wasn't all that old or anything, and just seemingly forgot how to throw a baseball. And and it was a a huge failure. I mean, it's it's the mind game that altitude plays with you. Talk about mistakes. Um, And hey, I know it's tough, man. So many people out there fairly criticize the Monfords for not spending any money, right? But you go look at things like this. They spent money. They put together the highest paid bullpen in MLB history and at that point failed. in time. And it failed miserably, man. It just seems like the Rockies, every time they, they get niched that, like, we're going to go do something like that. We're going to bring in Nagel and Mike Hampton. You know, and then we're going to bring in the most expensive bullpen in history. And it's like every time they do that, it just falls on its face. And and here we sit as fans (laughs) and we criticize and we wonder why this team won't ever spend. Because every time that they do, it absolutely flops on them, man. That is so funny that I've never really thought about that. Like, actually, this totally makes sense, their approach. This is a way better business model for them, okay? (laughs) So... I think, you know, this is interesting to see. Uh, let's hope the Rockies make some better decisions to move forward. Let's hope they get over 68 and a half wins. Ooh, is that That's what looking it, unlikely. Is yeah, that what they're Under. You're there, baby. Alright, guys, we didn't get around to discussing any Nuggets this week. We're going to touch on that next week. Some of the moves that they've made in the past few years. Uh, were they the right moves? So we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit of Nuggets. Obviously, we'll continue to follow the Avs, and let's wish them the best, man. They're going to play a few games in between us talking to you next, so let's go Avs. Let's go don't just go just close this out. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure you check us every week on Red Rock Sports.